So good morning, everybody. Um, I feel both obliged, but also trying to find the place in myself. Um, I'm obliged by convention, but also want to tune in to say today is the 1st of January, 2020. Um, Happy New Year. Um, I was chuckled when I saw it shortened to H-Y-N on the breakfast board this morning. I, en- I quite enjoy that about coming here. There's um, the RC and the FR and the, all these places known by their initials, and I've never seen Happy New Year H-Y-N before. So H-Y-N, everybody. H-N-Y. H-N-Y. <laughs> yes, H-N-Y, everybody. So it's our third morning instruction and a few pieces to bring to your attention. So please um, listen first and then I'll guide you in. It's a little bit about the framework first. So, What do I do when I come to sit? Today, that question is to... Keep practicing collecting and gathering your attention with this breathing body. Today, what do I do when I sit? You know, sometimes we're, we come in, we walk into the hall, right, what am I supposed to be doing? Collecting and gathering your attention with the breathing body. This is a skill. And as such, it can be developed. It's not that you come with that intention and suddenly you are perfectly sitting, collectedly, gathered, peaceful, serene. I would expect that's not the case for many in this room. It's a skill that can be developed. It's an art that can be cultivated. This is the good news of Buddhist meditation, is that attention is not a done deal. We don't just inherit an intent attention that that's sort of tells me my fate with meditation, not at all. It can be cultivated, and that's what we're doing. So this is the good news. How do we cultivate it? Well, we have to get in there. We have to come in here with that intention and try out different ways of attending to this breathing body to find out what allows me to settle and gather and collect. We learn through experience. There are certain things that we can tell you. There are certain things that you can tell yourself. We can tell you that there are things that help. Caring for your effort. Finding a balance of effort that's not too tight, that's not too floppy. And we can learn, each of us learns how to tune our instrument to find out, oh yeah, wow, that last hour was just too tight. That last hour was just like, whoa, I lost my intention completely. Right? 
So we do it. We do it by navigating, by trying it out. We don't just get there. This collectedness comes about through finding out. How can I apply mindfulness here in a way that allows collectedness? We can tell you about two factors of attention, vitaka and vichara. And you can remember those, and it will help. Vitaka is the factor of knowing what is the topic of meditation, right? That which can point to the arena that I've decided to pay attention to. So vitaka, yes, body, living, breathing body. Vichara, the capacity to sustain attention. We can train this. Many of us will notice first, we have the vitaka, okay, living, breathing, body, there's a piece of breath, and then ping, I've gone. Right? Each of us learns how to sustain, and what allows sustaining? Sustaining means things like staying with the out-breath all the way to the end. Right to the part where it gets quiet, and nothing much is happening. And sustaining through that quiet as the new breath is born in. What allows you to sustain? Right, so we can tell you these things. We can ask you to consider the different modes of attention that I spoke about. Sometimes coming in really close to the breath, to the sensation, to the weight of the backside on the earth sometimes widening to this middle aperture that I described yesterday in the guided meditation, the sense of the whole body as the arena and the focus for attention. Sometimes it's wide and open. We're training attention. We learn to become intelligent and recognize, oh, wow, my attention for the last 20 years has been like that. Good. I start to see it. Okay, what happens if I widen my eyes, soften my body, breathe out? Oh, wow, okay, this feels a little bit less focused. What am I supposed to be paying attention to? Oh, okay, oh, okay, I can sense the breath. I can let it come into that wider arena. So we play intelligently with our attention and the objects of attention. So let this be an art as well as a technique and a science. Let it be an art. The chitta, this heart-mind, can become beautiful. Beautiful doesn't mean there is not pain. Beautiful does not mean that there is not suffering. This chitta can become beautiful. So this is a poetic metaphor. We could imagine that the body and the breath are the canvas and the paints for the artist. Right? That's what we've got to work with, our body and our breath. We could imagine that our attention are the brushes. But what each of us will notice is that we do not walk into a very clean artist's studio. 
with a nice blank canvas where all the paints have been nicely mixed for us and all the brushes have been cleaned and we have all the thin brushes and the fat brushes. No, it's like I walk into the meditation in the beginning and someone's mixed the brown with the green and the canvas isn't clear and someone didn't clean the brushes and they left them in the... and they've gone hard. In fact, there's only one brush and we come with our brush and we dip it in there and we, it's like the canvas is moving around. It's like, ah... Right? It's not a clean slate. None of us are a clean slate. We're not supposed to be. It's not wrong. We, we learn to be artists with all of these conditions through entering and recognizing we all have our own mix. We all have our own mix with this. And this is what makes it noble, actually. This is what makes it a noble endeavor to, to start to stay steady enough, just steady enough, where the lights start to get a little bit brighter and we start to see, wow, look, here I've been paying attention too hard, pushing. That which sees that we've been pushing is already home. Wow, that last sitting I was just all over the place. I was just really loose with my intention. Can I sharpen a little bit? gather in. So there's a kind of humility as we come to this cushion, appropriately so. We don't have to be Picasso, but we can humbly work with what we have and learn And remember that attention can be cultivated and trained for each one of us. (coughs) A little bit about thinking. With um, regular kind of thinking that happens in the meditation today, um, you know, we see the planning, the regret, the blah, blah. Today... Let yourself breathe out. Unhook from the thinking today. Breathe out. Come to the body. Sustain. Unhook. When you notice very distracting thinking, so sometimes it's not that simple, is it? It's like, okay, if only... If only I could just breathe out and come back to my body. Sometimes we will notice patterns where we feel really caught, sticky kinds of thinking, compulsive kinds of thinking, where the mind is um, spinning, where it's like we've got our teeth into something and we won't let go. Why did he say that? If he hadn't said that, then I wouldn't have had that, and then that wouldn't have happened. And we've got our teeth into something. Anybody not recognize that kind of mind? Right. And sometimes we, look, we might look around and see all the others and think, gosh, they don't have that kind of sticky mind. Well, I suspect most of us know that sticky mind very well. So how to work with it then? We need to be quite deliberate. So the first thing is <clears throat> we have to recognize that when the thinking is such, really repetitive, compulsive, I'm stuck in my head, I'm really lost... The body and the breath feel like worlds away, other planet. We have to recognize that very 
lightly, there is some strong emotion fueling that kind of sticky thinking. And that emotion can be known in the body here and now. Right? So being quite deliberate, number one, we have to remember our agreement with ourselves. Because our mind might be saying, I'm out of here. He just did that thing. They looked at me funny in the corridor and and I'm gone. I hate everyone here. Um, you can tell what my mind is like sometimes. <laughs> right? So um, we, we need to be quite deliberate. Right? Remember, we're training attention. Right? We haven't failed. We want to see this kind of stuff. We haven't failed. We're training attention. Be quite deliberate to remember what we're here for. So there's no judgment needed whatsoever. These sticky patterns are being illuminated, right? But we want to actually remember, ah, it's not my intention to fuel that here. I'm not going to make myself wrong or bad, but I have a different intention right now. So here's what we can do. Remember what brings you here. Line up with that. It's like, oh, it doesn't feel good right now, but that's right. I really want to do something with my mind. I really know that whatever I want to achieve in this life, whether it's peace, whether it's relationship, whether it's the awakening of the Buddha, however I define it, it will be served by a steady mind. A mind that is not identified with its contents. Okay, I remember that. All right. Yeah, but I want to go and I hate... Okay. Just for this moment, could you breathe out and let the shoulders drop? So be quite deliberate with the body. Because what you will notice, you may notice this already, but you'll notice it as we go along, that when the mind is lost in those kinds of, oh, no one ever pays attention to me. When the mind is lost in the distress, in the hate, in the sorrow, In the pattern of thinking, something has happened with your attention. It will have narrowed, shrunk. It is like we have are in a little car and we've parked in the narrowest parking spot in the parking lot. And we put the engine on and we're revving the accelerator. And we're in this really tight spot. Your attention has narrowed so being deliberate with the shoulders, with the out-breath, touching the body, touching the earth. In this image of the Buddha behind me, he's touching the earth. For the earth to bear witness, this is the story, the earth to bear witness to his right to sit here in order to wake up and be free. He's plugging himself into a bigger circuit board, we could put it very technically. He's plugging himself into what's more than him. Because right in that moment, his mind is liable to being captured. So using the body, asking the body to be our intelligent partner here. Breathing out, touching the earth. Plenty of attention to the outbreath, and then you might acknowledge, ah, something is happening in the emotional life, often in the chest, the belly, in the torso. 
Can you lightly acknowledge that? I find it really helpful to put a hand on my chest, a hand on the belly. It's like accompanying me, something kinder and more than me, my hands, is accompanying me. You might notice the heat if there's anger. You might notice the slump if there's a kind of sense of, oh, no one, no one cares about me. You might notice sometimes a sort of energetic hole in the chest region, like nothing is there. You might notice a burning cauldron, but you can come to the phenomena of it, the phenomenology that is here and now. It is not lost in the, well, I'm going to let him. It's not lost in the, no one ever Right here and now, I sense the heat. I sense the claps. I sense the way my body has slumped. I sense the way that I've puffed up and I've got hard. I breathe out. That which sees and senses this phenomena is not bound. We are mindful of it. This is huge. It may not feel good immediately, but it's the first step. We have to unhook from the spinning in order for anything new to arise. So we don't make ourselves wrong for thinking. I mean, we might, and then if we do that, that's what we work with. You know, I'm spinning with the, he, he said that, why did he say that? Oh, I'm not supposed to be thinking, boof, and then we're in this big tangle. As soon as we see it, we don't always have to yank ourselves back to the breath. That can feel a bit brutal at times. We can breathe out. We can let the breathing body become foreground. It can emerge into the foreground. We can breathe out. And then consciousness might present the same thing. Yeah, yeah, but he did say that thing. Come on. And it's almost like it's an invitation for us to pick it up again. And sometimes it picks us up and we start spinning. And other times we see it presents itself and we say, not now. Not now. I care about you, but not now. I'm cultivating this living presence as my best attempt to care for this heart and mind. So being clear with ourselves that now is not the time to analyze. Not that there isn't a place for analysis, there might be, but it's not now. Acknowledging that now is not the time to get to the bottom of this. There might be some modalities and practices that will serve you with those kinds of patterns, but this one is not that right now.
and a little bit about working with pain, physical pain. And you'll see that whether it's physical pain or emotional pain, um, we're still working with our attention. We're training attention. That's what's going to make the difference in our life. Because pains will come and pains will go and we will be impacted by things of this world. That is not something that is in our control. But our attention is something that can be cultivated. So with physical pain today, remembering... It's hard to remember when the pain is really strong, but we're as interested in our attention as we are in the pain. What is our mind doing with it? What is our mind making of it? So practice with your attention. It might be just the itch on the nose, as Yen and I said last night. And if you've never, well, if you've never ever just sat still with pain before and just really worked with the mind, do it. Don't scratch that itch. See what happens. There's the itch, there's the discomfort. And then there's everything the mind does with it. They're like laminated together. Oh, I've got to itch this thing. Why shouldn't I itch? I should be able to itch. Oh, I'll just itch it and then it will go. Ah. Yeah, it's not a big deal to itch your nose. But if we're interested in cultivating the attention, let's play with attention. What happens if you don't? Can you see and put a wedge between the sensation, this discomfort, unpleasant, tickling, tickling, and this, ah, help, got to stop, bad. Whatever your mind does in that panic sometimes when we feel discomfort, right? That aversion, that, fear or aversion that arises in relation to discomfort, seeing that, not being driven by it, acknowledging it, coming to the contact, the bare contact of the tickling, the... What is it like when you really investigate that itch? Sometimes bringing your attention in close. Play with attention. What happens if you really focus in? What happens if you widen your aperture of attention and come to the whole body? How does the itch appear then? Can I just sense the contact? And sometimes it's more serious than an itch. It's the burning in my knee from sitting here so long. It's the chronic pain I know from my life in my shoulders or from an old injury or illness. We're not bound to have to stay still forever. But we can learn a lot if, out of kindness, I decide to stay. And I might feel that old ache in the arms, that old tightness, that old contraction starting to pulse and push as I sit. Can I sense the burning, the tearing, the pulsing, the throbbing, the hardness? Can I come to contact, just the contact, with the sensation? And when the mind screams, 
and says, no. Can I breathe out? Because just in that one moment of staying, I start to exercise a different muscle. I start to develop an equanimity like a mountain where I'm not blown around by the contents of my mind, by what occurs in the body. Steady, upright. We open the door just in that moment. It's not like I have to stay with it for 10 days. That's what the mind will say. Oh my God, you're going to have to stay with this for 10 days. No. Just for this moment. Will you stay for this moment? Okay, I'll stay for this moment. But then can I go? Yeah, you can go then. Okay, this moment. All right. Breathing, coming close, sensing the body, sensing the contact. So let's practice. Take your posture, upright, gentle. And beginning by receiving a deliberate in-breath. Let's do that together. Breathing in. And a deliberate out-breath with the belly with a ha. And we'll do two more of them. On the out-breath, let your gravity, let your weight drop your backside deeper onto your cushion. Breathing in. Breathing out, dropping the weight of your buttocks. Dropping the weight of your life. The weight of the world. And one more, breathing in. Breathing out, daring, daring to take your seat. unvarnished marvelously a work in progress breathing in and knowing that you're breathing in Breathing out, mindful of breathing out. Breathing in, brightening the mind, 
Breathing out, steadying the mind.
awake. Where is your mind right now? And are you willing to begin again in this moment?
May all beings know steadying of the mind. May all beings know safety. May all beings know joy. There will be a guided practice today at the 2.15 sitting. So come and start with standing, and then there will be guidance offered. Um, The affinity group sitting today is for the LGBTQI community. If you uh, are a member of that community and would like to attend.